Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen, and today we have a very special show for you. I'm really excited to welcome the CEO and founder of New Heights Educational Group, Pamela Clark. Hi, Pamela. Hello, Erica. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. So lots of exciting things going on here at NHEG, um, our parent company, I guess you would call it, as far as the radio show is concerned. Um, and you wanted to come on and just talk a little bit about what's going on as far as what's going on now and what you're looking forward to it in the future. Um, the first thing I want to do, because a lot of listeners who stumble onto this podcast may not know, what is NHEG? And how did you get started with that? The New Heights Educational Group is a resource and literacy center and really a one-stop shop in education across the board. And that hasn't been done before. Um, how we got started is uh, back in 2006, I, um, I, I had been a, a director of a consortium for... Um, for a charter school mm-hmm. and I decided to leave that and I was already helping families that needed educational help or advice or whatever. Mm-hmm. The people I was helping was um, people from all different types of school backgrounds. And, uh, word of mouth, it grew pretty quickly and I, I just knew that I wanted to create a group that didn't just cater to just a homeschooler, a charter school, a public school. There was no organization mm-hmm. back then or now that kind of undrew the lines that have been drawn by others. Mm-hmm. Say the public school system only helps public schoolers, charter school, and helps charter school, and then homeschoolers are kind of on their own. So I wanted to undraw those lines and make sure that everyone received a fair and equal education if they're willing to work for it. And um, that was my goal. That's wonderful. Um, that that holistic, all-encompassing aspect is actually what really drew me to NHEG as a volunteer possibility. Um, so you're saying it's it's pretty much for everybody. Could you explain to me what NHEG offers that you consider is different? Um, what types of outreach have you done to the communities? Um, what type, if you've won any awards, um, things like that. Yeah, um, really we offer everything that a public school does, but unlike the public school, you know, they do cutbacks to get funding or whatever reason, but that new heights has only continued to grow. But our growth 
literally we were all volunteer staff and it's really been driven by passion and talent and amazing people that want that education reform um, and it, you know we offer the tutoring the resources the mm-hmm. advice the help in placing families and different school types or educating them on knowing like okay, there's homeschool, you can choose that, you can choose charter, you can choose public, you can choose Christian, you can magnet school, hmm. and on it goes depending on where they live. And then um, we offer leadership opportunities on like the student leadership group mm-hmm. and the adult advisor group and then um, the help for military families. Mm-hmm. And we have brand new um, NHEG Color Guard and NHEG Baton Corps. Oh, wow. So we're working on, yeah, so we're just so excited about all of that. We do a lot of outreach in the community. Um, and, and it sort of varies year to year of the needs of the community. We try to pay, obviously, attention to people if they contact and say, gosh, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't even have Christmas presents for my kids this year. So, <laughs> so with Christmas so 2019, we had our first Christmas drive. But it's really listening to people that are coming to me and us figuring out, okay, what do they need? How do we help them? How do we help them achieve their goals? How do we help them succeed? And um, it's been it's an incredible journey for me as well. It's mm-hmm. very um, empowering. That's great. Yeah. have this kind of reach. I mean, and, and another thing for me personally, it's made me a better person to have the opportunity to work with people from all across the world. Some people, some of the volunteers can't even speak English. So I've had to find a way to communicate with those people and not necessarily so that you know what I mean? Yeah. You want the line of, of, of what you're studying. So we, we, we treat everybody with respect in that golden rule or treat people how you'd like to be treated. And Absolutely. I've even like told our, our volunteers that would work with us locally because I, I noticed over time where if somebody poorer came in and you could tell by their dress or their appearance or, or whatever, they just had a hard life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would notice that they were treated different. And so early on, I put a stop to that because I was like, I don't care if they are wearing rags, you act like they're wearing all gold. Wow, and yeah. That's why we're here, you know. Mm-hmm. We want to change the, the, or help those people change their lives. We can't do it for them, but we want to give them the tools to be successful, which helps us as a society. Right. And it's a universal thing, but, um, you know, if you help those people that aren't normally helped, don't get out of those rents. Mm-hmm. They can be anything they want. They can accomplish any goal that they set if they receive help. Right. And who hasn't been help before like that? I mean, mm-hmm. and that just breaks my heart. But uh, when it comes to like the award, we've been on the win streak for a long time now. Um, we've won awards. I think it started. I want to say back in. 2012, mm-hmm. and we've won, I believe, 43 awards.
honors and, and recognition for pretty much um, in America, like those TV awards, the Women in Business, mm-hmm. Canyon Ranch Inspiration Awards, Tech Soup Awards, School Choice Awards, we've won um, International Business Awards, American Business Awards. Wow. And on and on and on. So, and, and then every level of the government um, are recognized as, as well. Um, from volunteer service awards from the president to not only myself, but to a number of our staff members. Mm-hmm. And then um, also uh, Ohio Senate, the um, United States Senate, mm-hmm. and then the Golden Bridge Awards, which we've been winning since 2018. And thousands of customer service. But um, it just feels like really, really believe that the awards are earned because people that come to us, whether they're volunteers or students, we don't try to change them. We only try to help them be what they want. And and sometimes it's the volunteers, it's like their first job sometimes and nobody else would give them a chance, but they're so talented and so gifted mm-hmm. that I have a gift of, of finding a place for people like that and, and implementing those skills. And that's just one of my gifts. And But because of that open-mindedness, Mm-hmm. That acceptance of, of of receiving what they're giving that mm-hmm. is life changing, and it's made us very successful having that kind of mindset. That's great. Um, just as an aside here, one of the things that I've noticed about NHEG is that how is how flexible it is. It it seems to be an incredibly flexible I I can't even really say curriculum because you don't teach like just one thing or one um a flexible way of getting information across. Um, I know you guys have field trips. Um, I believe um, some work with 4-H, if I'm not mistaken. Well, back in the early days, I was a 4-H advisor mm-hmm. um, back when we first got started. But now I mostly just, like if somebody's interested in that, I just tell them about Mm-hmm. Or, or I kind of just direct them, but I don't oversee that anymore. I was an advisor for 4-H for, well, I'd probably say maybe six years, maybe mm. a little more. Um, and I was proud of that. 4-H was a very good program. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes my, my main focus is the high right this program and partnering and affiliations and not trying to reinvent the wheel but making sure that those families that aren't getting a piece of the wheel <laughs> right that they get their piece of the wheel <laughs> yeah. yeah um so the radio show when I came on board about a year ago I thought this was a really neat idea um I mean, you'd heard of radio shows or podcasts before, but actually using it as a format 
reaching out to, um, like you said, under, maybe un, um, underserved communities, um, younger audiences like teens, maybe. I thought that was a um, fairly new idea because most podcasts are, I won't say geared toward an adult audience, but I will say that the topics aren't really what I think people are most concerned about today. Um, I run the show on disability. The reason I do that is because I feel that there are people out there, both adults and children who feel would feel good if there was some, something, some sort of connection that they could come to every week and hear. Um, what do you find is especially helpful in the radio format, um, in the podcast format? How do you see New Heights Educational Group matching up with that? Well, it's that simple, but because I can't take credit for the, the idea, because originally, you know, I, I would be guests on other people's podcasts and shows. Mm-hmm. One of those people was by the name of Greg Morton, and he's an author, and he, he actually was an actor, a childhood actor, and he had appeared in all four seasons of Scarecrow. Oh, Mrs. King. Yeah. And he was one of the children. He was James. <laughs> I remember because I watched Scarecrow and Mrs. King all the time. As a kid. Loved it, loved it. Yeah. Well, it's little Jamie. Little Jamie, yeah. I've been on his show. Oh, wow. Show a few times. And I actually, um, I actually asked him because I was part of the group, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, and the band club. Uh, you know, I said to his office, he said, oh, anybody needs advice? We need more authors in this world and so forth. And I wasn't asking for myself, but I was asking for the kids that wanted to be authors within our organization. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, what kind of tips can you give them? And me and him started to talk over Messenger. And, and then, like I said, I would be on his show talking about education. And then one day he said to me, you really should have your own show. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, really? That is interesting. Yeah. It's a great format, he said. So, and interestingly enough, I, I had just uploaded his show to the new, the, we have a new radio website with all of the shows that are easily accessible. Mm-hmm. I just uploaded the interview because he came on our show once we first had launched it. And if somebody wants to listen to that, I think it is under Stephen Behan's name. And you can just scroll down and see, see Greg Morton. Okay. But anyways, but anyways, I, but then I started to think about it, and I had talked to one of our volunteers, which Kate and Beyond started the show back in, I'd say, 2013, something like that, mm-hmm. and I talked to her, and I was like, what do you think of this idea, and I was trying to brainstorm, and I was like, okay, how can we use this? to reach people and, and I want to instill a love of learning passion in people so then I came up with the idea of, well if we could get a post for every one of the core subjects that are knowledgeable mm-hmm. passionate about what they're talking about and talk about the things that others aren't talking about in education or just to like to have you know a topic that will inspire people to 
pursue their career and their field. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it's branched off from. And, and now we have, well, I think over 550 episodes, and we've had you know technology shows, we've had um, zoology and marine biology shows, we've mm-hmm. had, you know like colorful shows on um, high school tips, study tips, college. You know, just on and on and on it goes. So we have quite the arrangement of, of shows, but it's still not done. I mean, we haven't had a host in every topic yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we're well on our way, but right now we really haven't been looking for hosts because we do want to get mm-hmm. to that point that now since we're syndicated, we don't necessarily want to hand the keys over to just someone that has no experience in radio. Right. And when we're going from we had over I think three hundred twenty-seven thousand listeners, and we only had we were only advertising for three networks over that amount of time. Wow. And now we're jumping to like nineteen networks, and so we're very popular, like iHeartRadio and iTunes, mm-hmm. Spotify. Yeah, we're taking that little bit of a step back, and we're saying, okay, both yourself and and Bucky kind of of, of run that radio show, see where it goes, take our time, and then hopefully we someday be able to pay our house. That would be so great. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Right? Why not? Why not? So now we need to reintroduce ourselves um, to a new world of, of radio and listeners and, and hopefully bring all that other, you know, the parents that we're already following up and, mm-hmm. and now growing it. Because I never, to be honest, I never saw it as a pro, like a main program. I mean, New Heights Educational Group is the main program and we offer things underneath it. Mm-hmm. But now, now it's, it is becoming the main thing because it's our largest audience. We reach the most people through the radio wow. podcast than we do in any other way. I mean, our magazine we had, uh, I think it's like 62,000, but still... The radio show, you know. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Um, So I'm going to take a pause right there, and we're going to have a little break um, to actually um, let you listen to some of the things that NHEG has has to offer. And then I will be right back with our conversation with Pamela Clark. Let's start again. Pamela Clark, who is the president and CEO of New Heights Educational Group. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. And we are back. Welcome again to Pamela Clark, who is the president and CEO of New Heights Educational Group. She's joining us today to talk about what NHEG is, how it got started, and where it's going um, in the future. Um, And one of the questions that I forgot to ask you, Pamela, and I just 
reminded myself of this. When exactly did NHEG start? When would you say its founding was? June 1st, 2006. 2006. Wow. Yeah. For 14 years. Wow. That's fantastic. And I can already tell I mean we've been talking about this a little bit in the last segment um, about the radio show audience um, and what amazed me was that wow as NHG we, we are just really growing by leaps and bounds mm-hmm. I've even felt that within the last year that I've been a volunteer here um, which is amazing I think and shows what a need in the community you know what the need is in the community either local in Ohio or even on a national or international level you know that there's a need out there for information and access that sort of thing which is you know I think fantastic um so how does how do families volunteer or no Actually, I was going to ask, how do families receive services? Excuse me on that one. Okay, they, they um, well, sometimes you message me on Facebook, sometimes mm-hmm. they um, email me. I usually like direct them back to our, our website, and I say, you know, click on enroll, and they ask specific questions, and they kind of get this started with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually respond to everybody. Not everybody replies, and if they block the phone number, they might like call them. But sometimes things go into spam, and people don't check it. So that's one of the things I kind of want to say: hey, make sure that if if you're listening to our show, and if we don't reply, then call us. So mm-hmm. again, check your spam. But um, normally they enroll, enrollment free, and then really from there in, in the in that enrollment form, it asks you know what they need. Do you need tutor? Mm-hmm. looking for and they list the age of their children and if they have any disabilities anything like that and um, it just all starts from there it's very easy a lot of our services are free I mean like I said it's free to enroll mm-hmm. performing arts opportunities are free um, the uh, student leadership opportunities are free and so is the adult and so we do a lot of free uh, or provide a lot of free opportunities, but then we also provide, you know, other services as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was something that I've been faced with a lot over the years. That let's say I've been trying to build something that's, that's universal in the sense of if if you're a low income mom. Mm-hmm. Your child is struggling in school, and you're not receiving the services that you need. Um, then you want maybe you want a homeschool website, mm-hmm. and but you don't have the money, you don't have resources, you don't have the things that you need. So mm-hmm. you're you're stuck. You're stuck in charter. You're stuck. You're stuck in public school. Mm-hmm. But you wish that you weren't because your child's failing and maybe failing so badly that you just direct your wish and right so that's why it's so important that our learning annex exists because we have over 73 courses on our site and and all the different subjects and then we have a lot of partnerships and affiliates and then we have our own courses that we put out that are free and some mm-hmm. are low cost 
walk. And but I cannot stress enough what that means because when a mom calls and says, and I'm not I, I'm not exaggerating this, I have about six families that raised my friend up just in the last week. And I thought I'd seen a lot mm. of, of really heartbreaking scenario. But there are kids that are dropping out. But why are they dropping out? They're dropping out because they're being overlooked. They're not getting resources. The schools get to a point where they're like, well, this child is going to graduate anyway, so why do we put the effort in? Yeah. And so, I, and I've had kids just in this last week that they have half of half a credit at 17 years of age. Oh, wow. Or they have one credit at 18. And without our help, mm-hmm. they will fail. Mm-hmm. And those three courses are not only saving those children's lives in the sense of earning a diploma, mm-hmm. but they're giving them the opportunity to have the opportunity to get the diploma. Right. Now, we have like the template, but we don't sign diplomas the parents have to or their instructor or whatever mm-hmm. um, has to sign for the diplomas, but the templates are there and we just guide them in understanding the law, what's required. And, and showing them. And I have a number of parents right now that are taking full rides under the New Heights Educational Group umbrella, and they're doing it at no cost. Fantastic. That's unheard of. I mean, normally yeah. I charge, like, just, just for them to show their students, you know, I charge like 35 a kid because it takes 10 hours to onboard every kid because we look over every educational document that's ever been written mm-hmm. and we figure out okay well if they're failing in english and this and this and this we, we try to find links to figure out where the gaps occurred and we, we try to build them up and try to get them to enjoy learning mm-hmm. and we mostly focus on the hours needed to graduate and it's life-changing for everyone involved it's life-changing so um Wow. They put the work into it. We do what 
whatever we have to do to get them to reach back on. There's no one in the world that does that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Little to no cost. Yeah. 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 It's it's unreal the amount of success you've had doing that. Um and one thing that I thought of when you were speaking was that I think in traditional schooling, um public school and to some extent um maybe charter schools, you can you can you know, correct me if I'm wrong. They teach in a certain way. And sometimes people don't, um, children don't learn, can't learn the exact same way. I was like that as a kid. I had to have um, things demonstrated to me, things like that. Um, So I think because they have this rigidity of the system, I think that it kids fall through the cracks and what I see in in HEG is that type of flexibility that malleability you know like you said not letting go of a person saying okay well they need this how can we get this to them or how how can we help them learn this in a way that they understand um you know I I think it's really getting go ahead it's really about getting out of their way right get out of your own way I mean I had to learn that early on even for my own children for so long for for 13 years Mm -hmm. um, I had to find a way to get through to my kids and and teach them the way they understood it wasn't it it should never be about the teacher or the institution Mm -hmm. it should be about the people and the person's need not People need to get out of other people's way. Right. There's also, you kind of touched on a little bit about um, the flexibility. A lot of people don't like change. Mm -hmm. And I'm personally a person of faith, but I've never put that on anybody at all. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like I was shown early on that if I did that, well, it would um, work it work against us. It would work against the people. I mean, the way that you live and the way you treat people, I think, speaks much higher volume than you forcing your ideas down someone's throat. Mm-hmm. And I, I was actually asked early on because people knew that, and I know this is awful, but I, I was actually asked, well, what if somebody comes to you and they have children that, you know, are, are gay, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to help them? I mean, seriously, people said that. Wow, that's it so upsetting. It was yeah, like how illiterate. Like, how? What an awful, awful thing to say. I know. I don't care. I don't care. I, yeah. <laughs> a person is a person. You know, they need help. Yeah. They're walking in the door. <laughs> yes. but and then I get calls from people saying, "Is there any group that you know of that isn't religious based that is a homeschool group?" Because I can't find any that accept me as an atheist. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. But my children want to be part of a group that they want to learn, and there's nothing. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. I, I go out of my way. When I'm looking for something to help someone, mm-hmm. I'm also looking at the alternative for who's going to come to the door next. Mm-hmm. And I've been very, I'm very acceptable to change. Whatever door opens, I walk through it. And sometimes I get, I can receive a hard time <laughs> opinionated people that say, well, you know, we don't replicate, uh, replicate services or we don't do this, we don't do that. And I'm like, I actually was told that around Christmas time where this mother came to me and mm-hmm. I'm not going to have any presents for my kids this year. I was like, well, let's create this group on Facebook and see if there's somebody in the community that will invest and help somebody with their Christmas. And it grew into mm-hmm. this thing, but then the toys were donated to an agency here in town. Uh-huh. And they normally don't give Christmas presents. And the, when I went to pick them up from from this organization, actually said to me, you know, we don't duplicate services. And it was said in such a way to kind of put me in my place kind of thing. Oh. And those kind of those kind of scenarios, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of think after the fact and all like you know how many people were served there was like over 35 days and some of them complete miracles. I mean, and it, some of the stories bring me to tears. Mm. My husband, too. Like, we were emotional. We had people come to our house and had no Christmas at all. And we wouldn't have done that. Wow. And so I guess my message is we are here to serve the community, just like the schools are supposed to be serving the community. But mm-hmm. for some reason, the, the school systems, a lot, but not all, mm-hmm. some school systems believe or make parents feel like you're there to serve them, mm-hmm. not that they're there to serve the family. And I have a problem with that. I have a problem yeah. with an employee that's being paid by our tax dollars, treat families like they are less than mm-hmm. or whatever the reason uh, when there's a true employee of they work for so I've always had an issue with that and I also have an issue with people saying that kind of stuff to me of well someone else was offering that in the community and what if what if somebody takes advantage and you know they wanted the names of the people we were serving and I can't really mm-hmm. pass up their their you know, permission. And so I, I thought a lot of backlash, um, but I could care less, to be honest. I know that what I'm doing is important. I know that what the organization is doing is important. I know that that we are unique. And I am proud of it. Mm-hmm. I am proud to, to the very, to my very soul. And I know that what I'm doing is what I was Fantastic. I will walk through I will walk through whatever store I have to 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 give these kids. If they're willing, I always tell parents, I say, I will not work harder than your children. But if they work hard, I will meet and I will exceed that. And so will our staff. We will we will break down all of those walls that have been put up. And and there are real walls. The poor, the poor cities in, in the state, they re- receive less 
living in the richer areas with the school system. Absolutely. So I'm going to squeak another break in here from Silicon Valley High School. Um, they're a great program. They do sponsor the radio show and do a lot of great work with NHEG. I'll be right back after this break with Pamela Clark. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. And welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. Today, I'm doing a special episode with our CEO and founder of New Heights Educational Group, Ms. Pamela Clark. So last segment, we were talking about the various things that NHEG has to offer and the differences um, b- between NHEG and regular schooling. And I know you mentioned volunteering a lot as well. And the fact that pretty much um, NHEG was built on the backs of volunteers and that you are still looking for volunteers at this point. So if somebody is listening to all this and they say, you know, I think that organization would be a fantastic match for me. Um, how do, how do they get in touch with you um, and your staff so that they can vo- volunteer their services? And are there any places that you particularly really need volunteers at this point? <laughs> Uh, actually, we do need some math tutors and teachers um, that can work remotely from home or even here in Defiance or Northwest Ohio. Um, it can be done all virtually, but I think there's a waiting list of like 10 students right now mm. ranging from school age to adults that need some math tutoring. And, um, and science, like the core subjects we always need help in. So, you know, reading, science, English, mm-hmm. the math, the, and even history. Um, and then we need, we need help in a lot of different ways. I mean, our volunteer program, it, there's over 76 departments to choose from. <laughs> 76, wow. Be from graphic, graphic design, cartoonist, for comic books. Um, we need help. We need assistance for radio hosts like yourself um, for uploading episodes or helping us advertise. We have a social media partner. We have um, the you know the education department as a whole. We have um, an HR department, of course. Mm-hmm. And let me see. There's um, actually bring up our chart. 
Uh, I know we need like a publicist, um, book authors, and um, hold on a minute. We have, we always could use extra help. We only have one person that kind of maintains the website. Mm -hmm. And then we have our publications, so authors, script writers, accountants, fundraisers, research department. We need more help in the research. Mm -hmm. The data compilation. So we have our, our own department for building documents and data. And wow. So I need help with that. Um, photography department, all the pictures we use. Um, are normally, almost all of them are, are from internal photographers, including myself. I love taking pictures. <laughs> we need help with building an app, which uh, was actually due in January. We're going to have our first app hopefully soon. Uh, beta testers. Uh, crop, well, just going and on. I mean, there's a lot. Wow. If somebody has a skill at all, any skill that they want to pursue, whether it's video editing, whatever, mm -hmm. we can use that skill. We can put them to work. And it, it's really a very flexible in the sense of. You know, like the teachers are one of the, the few departments that we have that are required to meet three hours a week at mm -hmm. interview intervals with um, with students, and we ask them to stay on for at least nine months because we really don't like to move a, a student mm -hmm. uh, from one teacher to another. And usually, we see lots of growth in, in nine month time. Normally, even children with severe special needs, usually we see them jump to grade levels in the nine month period. And wow. The most we have seen is, um, I think it was not true, I think. I know that there was a girl that suffered from um, grandma seizures. She was always losing memory, and then she'd have to relearn things and repeat. It was a bad situation. Mm -hmm. But I believe she jumped four grade levels in science over one year and three months. Wow. And then um, there was one child that jumped five grade levels in about a year and a half time. And it's incredible. Like, I mean, I've seen, I've personally witnessed kids mm -hmm. that with their parents working with them that went from nonverbal autistic children to go live independently and go to college when the professor couldn't even tell they had all people. I mean, wow. I, I, flabbergasted. I mean, it was like shocking. Absolutely. Thank you. 
just under four four hundred thousand dollars. Some people might say, "Gosh, that's an awful lot of money," but that is the same cost to taxpayers as two dropouts over a lifetime. Oh wow! So when you look at that, and you look at the money that's being poured into the public school system, some are succeeding, some are failing, but. There's schools that are really trying to create change, like our partners still at their Valley High School, or, you know, um, there's John Textbook, for one of our our board members, he's like a superintendent over in Arizona, and he has uh, some impact on that program, and um, so there are schools that are succeeding. There's one in New York that's really fantastic as well. But they're succeeding mm-hmm. because they don't allow private core in their school, and they get out of their students' way, and they provide a valuable product and let the students shine and be who they are. That's something that's always, you know, confused me mm-hmm. is the fact that um, that. There seems to be this this disconnect between the schools and the people they're serving. It's like they continue, like they're doing the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to get out of the hamster wheel yeah. of the stuff that's failing. So they just continue. We need more money. We need more money. Well, you, know, yeah. you don't need more money because if a program like ours can exist and succeed, it's not about the money. The money. So what are you what are you doing? What is NHE doing right now that you want to tell our listeners about? What types of programs do you have right now? What types of things are you thinking about? Well the Colour Gardens Concord are new. Um we were we were asked by parents to actually Of the tutoring enrichment classes, 
and the sensory room. It's always been a dream of mine to have a daycare for young mothers and fathers mm-hmm. that are still in school and, and whether it's high school or college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a safe place for their children to come. That's the long-term goal. But I can do, literally, I can do all of that just under $400,000. Fantastic. It would be incredible, not only for a community, and that's something else. New Heights reaches around the world. Anyone can take our classes. Anyone from any state can enroll in New Heights, or you know, even in other countries. Some things we can't do out of country. Right. The student leadership council, the student advisory group can't be um, students from out of the country because we raise funds. Mm-hmm. through fundraising and so forth. So anything that we're not raising funds for because we don't have a nonprofit status overseas or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but but as all advisors, that can be anybody in the world because we don't raise funds for that group. So it just depends, you know, guys kind of walk the line. But there's still so many other opportunities. I've always felt that this organization it's more, it's more than myself. It, it, it is literally an organization for the people of the world, of the United States. And, and that's what I want people to understand is that we're here. We can always use more help. The more help we have, the longer we get. The more people we can reach. I mean, so, wonderful other than volunteering, how can people support NHEG? Um, either monetarily, getting the word out. Um, what are your? What do you would? What would you like most to see? As far as what types of support do you yeah, need? It's all kind of, <laughs> it's all kind of hand in hand. I mean. Fantastic. So, I, but we are in every neighborhood in a sense. People just have to find us. Mm-hmm. And, help us, you know. and so, if people do want to donate um, funds to NHEG, how how do they do that? Do they contact you or reach out through the website? How would you prefer? Yeah, it's for our website that you go. Um, NewHeightsEducation.org, and there's a support support page. Now I'm not sure what that's going to look like with the new store. Mm-hmm. It might actually become part of the store, and I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. But 
um, or there might be two buttons, there might be the support button. But I know that we're going to be selling our book, possibly a magazine. Mm -hmm. The magazine is free online, but we've always tried to figure out a way to get it on bookshelves. Right. Also to get print on demand like that. So we would charge for like if somebody wasn't mailed to their house. But for the foreseeable future, I mean, we don't have any plans to to charge for the magazine unless it's like a hard copy. Um, So, yeah, there'll be different products that we're already offering through the store and then the new products. Oh, wow. Fantastic. 
So for those for those of us well for those listeners out there that would like to reach you um how uh, is it through the website i'm assuming or do they contact you okay okay and my phone number is message to end on it's amazing again <clears throat> newheightseducation.org is the website check us out it's a great place um, to volunteer for if you'd like to support us we're doing great work thank you so much pamela for spending this time with me and i hope we can speak again so we can keep everybody updated on what new heights is doing thank you erica appreciate you take care we hope you enjoyed today's show don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player check out our show page radio.newheightseducation.org for monthly announcements and other happenings